Hi, this is Cricket. And this is Mimi. And we're here with Matt Combs, David Long, Bo Stapleton. And they're all going to play for us tonight. Each of you want to tell me something about what you play and how you got started? I play the fiddle, and I got started playing classical music growing up, and then got into bluegrass and fiddle music and that kind of stuff when I was about 18. So, and I moved to Nashville to hang out with good players, and I ended up hanging out with these guys. <laughs> Where are you from? Uh, <laughs> I got one in early. Yeah. No, I'm from Wichita, Kansas, and uh, by way of University of Michigan. Oh, oh my mom. Fancy. <laughs> I I play the mandolin and mandola. And this is David. Yes, and uh, I got into it well after Matt did, when I was 21. How did you start? Were you playing something else before? I played saxophone and a little bit of guitar, and a little bit of drums, but then started playing mandolin. Uh, this is Bo and Hi Bo. Hi Bo. Hi, guys. <laughs> Good to see you again. Um, uh, in this band with these guys, I'm playing guitar. Most of the time, a little bit of tenor guitar and a little bit of mandola. Started off playing guitar when I was 12 or 13 years old, just kind of, you know, playing along to rock music and stuff like that. Started playing mandolin in college when I got into more folk and the roots of the rock music that I grew up listening to. It's actually how I met David Long over here playing mandolin. But, um, so I've been playing mandolin for a long time, but with these guys, since David's already got that thing covered, I've uh, picked up the guitar again. Uh, and just wearing it out. You're just attempting like to wear it out. Fish in, fish in water. <laughs> or out of water. <laughs> or something. Insert <laughs> <laughs> analogy here. So, does one of you want to define bluegrass for the people that are listening to this? That well, what, what we're about to play is, is probably very far from bluegrass, mm. but it's very influenced by bluegrass. Matt interestingly enough, was very good friends with uh, the late John Hartford. We've got a lot of tunes and songs of John's that, that John never released, and John gave them to Matt. And I don't think our listeners are going to have any idea who that is. Really? <laughs> yeah. You'd be surprised. <laughs> he was on the uh, on all the Old Brother stuff most okay. recently, but then prior to that, uh, he wrote Gentle on My Mind, which is the number three recorded song of recorded history. <laughs> so it made, the, like, right behind Yesterday from, right. uh, you know, Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. So, he, yeah, so he, he's, he made Gobs of Dough on Gentle on My Mind, and everybody cut it. Elvis, uh, Glenn, Campbell, Glenn the Campbell one. made the big hit. And he was on Glenn Campbell's TV show in the 60s, of course. I don't think anybody's seen that. I, I, I never did until uh, never CMT did. ran them a while back. But what was it like a like a cavalcade? Type yeah, show? Like Good Time Hours was yeah. it called. Glenn Campbell's Good Time Hour, and he wrote for the Smothers Brothers. And um, but he's a banjo picker, and fiddler, and riverboat pilot, historian, fiddle wow. music collector. So that yeah, that's that's so yeah. In the late sixties, he kind of after he made all that money from Gentle on My Mind, he kind of just. Went back to playing fiddle and banjo and writing these great traditional songs, and it kind of became iconic in that late '60s revival kind of hippie interest in American folk music and kind of where it ran into culture and rock music. So that kind of doesn't leave us that really close to bluegrass at this point. Although we've all like played bluegrass, I think we're kind of doing something a little different, maybe yeah. under the Americana umbrella. Which yeah. is huge. It's huge. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we'll ask you all about the revival of that, but mm-hmm. first you're going to play a song. Right. Okay. <laughs> Let's do a little car graveyard. You want to start off with that one? Cool. Sure. Okay, this is probably like our grassiest sort of number. It's, an old, it's a tune that John wrote. Uh, it's a fiddle tune. It's got like three different verses in it that they're saying. They're kind of funny. Quirky. Mm-hmm. All right, so a uh, little car graveyard. Yes. Fire it up.
fender, laying in the grass, walking on past a little car graveyard, what's in there? Off a mighty hard, going up far, little car Again, what something we do that's probably the closest to a bluegrass thing. Bluegrass is a funny. Bluegrass is idiom. So, it's such a rigid, rigid a genre. It's, it's it really is. It requires certain specific things. Three finger banjo. But explain. Are you talking right. about? Well, like it's like bluegrass comes from the music of Bill Monroe and his right. band, the Bluegrass Boys, and it's mandolin, it's three finger banjo in the style, usually Earl Scruggs. It's fiddle, it's upright bass, and it's guitar. Certain standard repertoire of tunes, there's certain kind of idiom that, that certain fills that you always hear, certain ways of playing the guitar, certain dynamics that are people are accepted. It's a very again like David was saying, like it's I'm a playing very an entirely different style of mandolin than Bill Monroe would have done in bluegrass. I think we draw we draw a lot of the stuff that we're into kind of predates that Bill Monroe music of that, the forties. It's a lot of the music like Depression era and Kind of more regional radio, more old time stuff. That's the stuff that, which to a lot of listeners, probably unfor- you know wouldn't really sound much different than bluegrass music. But you know, to those bluegrass people, they wouldn't consider us. Because you just find like, the bluegrass community very close, right? I mean, it's it is totally rigid and totally. And we've all been in there. And we've all kind of played different gigs in the bluegrass community and, and love the music of Bill Monroe and all that stuff. But it is really closed. And Do you guys want really... to talk about that a little bit? Because we've talked to other people who've had similar experiences, like yeah. the Vet Brothers. Do you guys know them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because those Treated guys are doing something that pretty much goes against Everything. all the all the general <laughs> rules of, of what people that are so dedicated and devoted and spend so much of their time to bluegrass. It, and it's nothing against the Avid Brothers, but it's so offensive to those people. No fault to them. People take yeah. People love to guard... This tradition, they love to they love to hold on to it, and it's it's very noble. But at the same time, it it causes a lot of grief for really creative people right. like the Avid Brothers, and you know, it's it's kind of noble in, a, in an academic way, and, you know, kind of going after the, the roots of the of the certain genre of music. But you know, where the Avid Brothers are writing their own songs and kind of being coming out from more creative and kind of mixing their influences and probably what they grew up on, what they listen to, and what they love. There really isn't that much room for kind of an exploration of that within the genre of bluegrass music for those of us that didn't kind of grow up in that in that era in that culture you know so the stuff that they're doing and the stuff that you guys are doing and other people are doing you're putting just under the Americana umbrella sure. yeah, well it's just that. it's not even that it's it's just what it is it's like well, but it's just music wants definitions <laughs> yeah right. yeah we just like to play music good <laughs> yeah. luck with that yeah. <laughs> you want to do an, another tune <laughs> yeah. well I mean, we could we could do we could certainly do that and that would be music uh, that it would, would be, be under the umbrella of music it would totally yeah. be 
No, no, that, that America kind of, you know, if, if it has to be labeled as such, that's good. Because, I mean, a lot of this stuff is rooted in that American music, uh, kind of, you know, early, early 20th century American music on, you know, we're writing our own tunes, we're doing our own stuff, and it's, it's definitely has a lot more contemporary influence as well. We have a drummer, too, when we play out. Yeah. He's not here right now. <laughs> <laughs> Probably for the best. I don't think yeah. the neighbors would like that very yeah. much. We have a bass player, too. He's not here either. <laughs> well, the thing is about one thing I forgot to mention about bluegrass when it was de- it developed out of the culture it was in and the people that were in the culture of the mid '40s and late '40s, and now people people uh, I mean that's gone. So to me, bluegrass is is gone. If there's there's nobody that can render it like the like yeah exactly players. because. All the people that are doing it now have the convenience of the internet. They have the convenience of every means to learn something, and all, and the it's all of the stuff that came before. And it's all yeah. And the guys that the guys that invented it learned it from. It was an oral tradition. It was a. It was passed on. It was learned from people. Well, like don't you sitting. think that's true about all kinds of music, though? I mean, you could even say that about rock and roll from the birth of rock and roll till now. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's an ever-changing thing. But, but, well, yeah, that's the funny thing. The difference there between rock and roll, it's kind of like that umbrella blanket term, much like Americana, as we were talking about, whereas for some reason the term bluegrass is specifically linked to this one man, Bill Monroe, and his band. You know what I mean? And he kind of very much created a totally unique sound, and ever since then it's been people kind of basically imitating that sound, you know? Whereas rock and roll, I think, has kind of grown and has looser, you know, it, it was coined much after that first kind of wave of But don't you think that's musicians. what's happening now with music? I mean, there's been a huge resurgence of traditional music and traditional instruments, and yeah. people playing them in completely different ways, right? I mean, they're right. just sort of changing. Right, and I think that's kind of an effect of, of maybe this kind of, because the traditional instrument is accessible to us all, but at the same time, playing them in new ways because we've all been exposed to Rock and roll. <laughs> Rock and roll and, and everything else, so. So here's one that's neither bluegrass nor rock and roll, and it's for it's a good song, especially for people who don't get out much. <laughs> hey, what is it called? It's called Summer Leaves.
So that was more of what I would call a country song. I mean, are you guys like like leery of the term country because of what country means? I could care less what you call it. Yeah. It's just country. Country is not a bad thing. Lately, it is, but <laughs> that's what I mean. Because the big radio, fan of country radio, music. country music. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I don't think you'll be hearing us on. Uh, on uh, Froggy 100. <laughs> I didn't mean, is that why you think like so many of the younger acts anyway who are like getting back into roots music or what I would tend to call it roots or Americana or anything but country, right? Like you're not going to see like people a lot promote themselves with that term, you know? Yeah. Oh, I, I think country music is good music. We do too. Obviously, like we it. love it. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Uh, play with, I play with Ray Price part time. Mm-hmm. Go out with him. That's that's real, that's country music that's right there, friends. <laughs> he's awesome. Yeah, he's amazing. Why don't each of you tell me what you listen to when you're not playing music and you're just listening to music? Um, I listen to uh, classical music in the car. W W P L N. That's what I like. And Nat King Cole. Yeah, and I, I got brought Matt's car, <laughs> and he had a King Cole tape in there. I listened to it the whole way down to Atlanta. Yeah. Wait, you have a tape deck Hell in your yeah. car? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just got rid of my 8-track, so I'm updating. I've been listening to a lot of Beck lately. I like Beck a lot. and uh, Oh, heck. I bought that Miles Davis Live at the Cellar Door not too long ago, not from 1970. That's good. And just all kinds of different things. But generally, generally not bluegrass. I don't listen to bluegrass. <laughs> I like Andrew Bird a whole lot. He's someone I've been listening to. A lot of young, uh, younger acts like like the Little Country Giants and uh, Hunger Mountain Boys. But do you actually listen to them when you're at home? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Cool. Man, who else? I listen to a lot of old-time fiddle music. You have to get beers for everybody if you're doing that, you okay, know. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't have given us away. Breaking <laughs> Coke! Oh they, oh, they know. Anybody who listens to our podcast knows what yeah. we do. Oh, yeah. Usually you can hear the ice tinkling in the background because nice. we don't even drink beer, so, we drink whiskey. Oh, <laughs> oh. And why are you holding out on us? I'm all for it. We're uh, out. <laughs> Anybody need a beer? I'm getting there. I'll get one for David. Oh. So, you, so you listen to your friends' bands, then? Yeah, well, lately. Yeah. But oh, it always changes. I've been listening to, uh, know, it's kind of this big uh, disconnect between the stuff that I listen to. Like A lot of it's either stuff from the 20s and 30s and, and 40s, either from Tommy Jarrell, old-time North Carolina music, or Doc Boggs, or Woody Guthrie, and then it kind of jumps to a lot more contemporary, more uh, still more acoustic-based people. I mean, like Iron Wine or Bright Eyes or, or just kind of... Iron Wine, like Uh-oh, he guys. just admitted he listens to emo music. <laughs> <laughs> what? Music? Emo. I don't know, is that... What's emo? Is emo it, is Bright know, Eyes. Bright Eyes is, is that... Yeah. You need to start wearing those hats more, now. I love the... Mike Mogus, the guy who produced all that stuff. I just love his production. I know... Connor's voice, I think, is, is that very like acquired. Is the guy in Nebraska, taste. or is it the New York? It's based? the guy in Nebraska, and okay. he also plays pedal steel in the band. And um, I just love every anything that guy produces. Really, the production value of that stuff. So, like stuff all of those really, those bands. There, yeah, exactly. All, all the South Creek bands. Yeah. Is is he Mike Mogus produced a lot of that stuff? I think it's really really hit production. Um, I grew up listening to a lot of Neil Young, kind of all of his stuff, and that's something to this day that I just still always put. Some, what about you? What are you listening to? Emo. Say it. You're no, putting me on the spot for this oh. now? They want to know what you're listening to. What I want to know. What I have been listening to... Oh, see, I've been very bad for the last week, though. I've been listening to um, Frank Black and Ooh. the new Hold Steady album, which is awesome. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Double awesome. Wow. It's just like a Saturday a Night Live skit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We really like that album um, a lot. We had the... Uh, Day-long Steve Earle day, like we do every week. Yeah, at least once a week. Um, Day-long, all day Steve Earle? Yeah, I have have nine and a half hours of Steve Earle on my iPod. What else have I been listening to? I don't know. I was forcing you to listen to classical music for weeks straight. We have weeks and weeks. I think it's good for the soul, you know, especially like driving. It it kind of puts you in a little bit more of a light. I really love cello music, so sometimes I go on a jag where that's all I listen to. Cello jag. At all, yeah. Bach cello jag. 
Or, or the Dupree Elgar sweets and stuff like that. Yeah, I get a little obsessive. Watch it, kids. She knows her stuff. <laughs> God. Some horrible Montreal pop music that you made me listen the to. The French it. Kicks. I love them. <laughs> All right. You guys want to do another team? Sure. What should we do? Do the team. What? Oh, Drunken Presbyterian? Yeah. In honor of our patch blue ribbon. Here on the Don't program. tell people that's what we drink. <laughs> <laughs> Why you no, may like get a sponsorship it. from Absolutely? <laughs> I would. They're I would say that. Bush now too, so you know. Like, you know <laughs> so this is one of John's tunes that he wrote and uh, never recorded. Although it is featured, not really featured, but it's in the Down from the Mountain documentary. He's down. He's playing it backstage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, <coughs> excuse me, sound great. <laughs> I just, I just that documentary sick. is great, actually. It is, yeah. it is. Do it peppy. Do it peppy? All right, David wants a peppy, so I'll do my best. Two, two, a one, two, three. Awesome. I wish everybody at home could see how happy they all look when they play. <laughs>
Yeah, very happy. Also, I'm thinking about taking You're a being picture. being sarcastic? Of them. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not at all. I'm also thinking about taking a picture of them so everybody can see how cute all of them are, too. Aww. Aww. So that fiddle on that verse almost in a sounding Celtic or something. It's kind of, kind of, a little bit. Yeah, it's got the minery thing happening. Yeah, and yeah. A lot of this stuff kind of getting, I mean, that original question of bluegrass and what is and what isn't. Um, are we talking about bluegrass again? I know, I'm Jeez. sorry, Matt. But anyway, that, that, that being a fiddle tune, I think that that's kind of comes more from the old time tradition, which that's what kind of Hart, John Hartford I think was writing in when that tune was composed, mm-hmm. and that predates bluegrass. And a lot of that stuff, that fiddle music, does ultimately come from the Irish immigrants to this country, right. to America, and the Appalachians and stuff and like the that. Appalachians, they were they were um, predominantly from Northern Ireland, Scotch Irish people. Which what is she like said. A totally different <laughs> style of music, actually. But the. Uh, the whole sound, I mean, John, he was from Missouri, wasn't he? I'm a cracker, by the way, so yes. I know all about some of it. So, the Missouri, <laughs> there's a fiddle tradition in Missouri that's that has its own kind of thing, which is where John was from. Oh, yeah. Um, so, he had that going for him. Plus, okay, wait, there's a fiddle culture in Missouri. You know that? There's, a, there's, really? a, there's different, really? there's regional uh, old-time fiddle styles. Yeah. I mean, Missouri has one, North Carolina has one, probably the most popular one. Um, Kentucky has one. Mississippi has one. Tennessee. Even even up to Tennessee, New, the New England and like the okay. Quebecois. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean French. Northern, I mean, there's all yeah. kinds in the states. There's all all kinds of regional fiddle styles. And, and John from Missouri. I mean, grew up listening to uh, Gene Go Forth. Uh, all those. All okay, those how do you distinguish? Like, what is the what are the distinguishing characteristics of tunes that they the play? Tunes they play, Boeing styles. Uh, well, I'm looking for specifics. <laughs> Matt Combs, go. Give us yes, a little lesson. Bowie style. Combs. All right, now. Uh, I mean, some people, some people would like play a lot of bow, a lot of notes on one bow. Okay, uh, what people you mean? People from Missouri play how? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's, <laughs> there's a thing. There's a there's a thing called Missouri rules, which is if you're playing Missouri fiddle tune, uh, often it follows. Not always, but often it follows a certain. I mean, they use chords differently. They'll put chords in songs that a Kentucky player wouldn't, or a North Carolina player wouldn't put in them. Yeah. You know, it's it's all just this, that thing. It's just that it, they've got their own. And all these all these kind of thing. rules and these these genres. I think they developed before the the like the, the radio became a national thing. So you had pockets of music that were regional. And and that's where ultimately these traditions stem from. And I mean, some of it can be Boeing, and like in New England, it's it's sort of a traditional thing. They might even have some of the same tunes, but it's always with a guitar and a piano and fiddle. You know, in Texas, it's a lot of tenor guitar and maybe more no- noty fiddle tunes. In North Carolina, it's the clawhammer banjo will be backing up the fiddle, and the, and the tunes tend to be a little more rhythmic as opposed to note-oriented. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's just all the stuff that kind of dates these, these pockets of culture. That's what I was looking for. Back. <laughs> that was good, buddy. That's exactly yeah, that's what I was looking for right there. Who knew? Bow dropping some science. <laughs> so, do you, know, do, you, do you guys know any uh, resources for information about that that we can link to on our blog? Books you know any or books? What? Or, Bunch yeah. Of them. There's a, there's a specifically on that. There's though. a great book written by Charles Wolfe, who recently yeah. passed away. He was the head of musicology at MTSU and just like a amazing scholar of like all kinds of music but specifically country music and it's called The Devil's Box mm-hmm. and it's really great it starts off with Uncle Jimmy Thompson who was the first um, fiddler on the Grand Ole Opry mm-hmm. uh, he was that man that was sitting out in the car when they had to fi- kill some time and said well my uncle's out in the car he has a fiddle <laughs> so he is that came, a true story? yeah that's okay. how the Grand Ole Opry started and people called in like I really like this fiddle music and whatnot. so it grew from that but then it talked about different fiddle traditions and it's a little bit Tennessee centric, but uh, that's just kind of. There's a, there's a, um, the Old Time Herald is a magazine. They've got a website that, that has mm-hmm. a lot of good links to kind of different old time traditions and regional stuff. But I mean, the best the best place to get information on it is from the people that play it, who are incredibly accessible, and are incredibly open to share. And very enthusiastic. Yeah. And are dying to show it to someone's You have our phone number? Yeah. <laughs> come back, David, come back! Yeah. Should we play just a slam ass old time tune? Yeah. I want to play that, uh, I want to play that Parliament tune. Let's do Automobile, alright? You want to do that right now? I'm all fired up to okay. play that tune. Uh, and we're in E? We're in E. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Do 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 do. Yeah. So uh, this is a uh, George Clinton song. Yeah. We're going to the NWA version. Yeah. No. This, but we could because this is a podcast and we can say those things. But Sit then. down. Yeah, the FCC is N- not controlling us. NWA. NWA. Did, I would love to see uh, the, uh, these guys are all white, really white. By the way. Uh, really. Doing really? NWA. Can't you tell by our music? <laughs> Here it is. My automobile. One, two, one, two, three. Three months straight, and we've taken what two weeks off? Two weeks off. Yeah. I've been we've been out of town. Drinking I drank all afternoon <laughs> and all last night. Yeah. <laughs> and for the solid year before that. Yeah. <laughs> you met that twenty years ago. <laughs> you went that in. Yeah. yeah. I'll leave that shit in, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have had the truth. Get it in. Two. <laughs>
Though. Right, hmm. mm-hmm. Yes, you don't have to walk home, my dear. But if you don't want, if you, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know how the <laughs> <laughs> I can smell the bad for a few more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got another song, don't we? Uh, do you want more, or what do you want? No more. You tell us. Let's do that on Mary Alice soon. Okay. Mm. It's, a, it's a feel good song. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> good. After the date rape song. Yeah. <laughs> we we want to take you through a range of emotions. We just want to like, elate you and then like, just drag you through the muck. And uh, okay. we haven't really gotten out of the muck. In which case, you guys are doing Kenny Chesney next. <laughs> He's not my type. <laughs> yeah. Although I might be his. Oh, <laughs> Awesome! <laughs> yeah! Score two for cones! <laughs> she said it out the score two for cones. <laughs> the hair has been let down, ladies and gentlemen. The red, the red, the red hair is, is going. Tell people like what I look like. <laughs> Beautiful streak of red hair. It's well, pink. Yeah. Pink. Purple. Yeah. Pink. All right. Let her read. Who's this on by? Uh, this one was written by a friend of mine who live up, lives up in Waynesville, North Carolina. Mary Alice Lamb. It's a great song, right? I die tomorrow. I think she had a baby yesterday. Yesterday? <laughs> yesterday. I, can't I, I wonder if she sings this song to to her baby. To her baby. Probably not yet. If she just had it yesterday. Yeah, I think she's. Speaking of editing, all right. <laughs> <laughs> And the ground 
For a kid, mm-hmm. maybe it was born yesterday. Mm-hmm. We came up with Afterburner. Afterburner, like, would that be a good name for a kid? Afterburner. No, no. Wow. Afterburner. Afterburner lamb. Afterburner lamb. <laughs> I think I had that that Mediterranean trend. Right <laughs> oh, boo. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a little on the side. Uh, kind of tastes like jet fuel. But, you know. And the disintegration <laughs> continues. We're talking about our taxi driver that we had. Oh, wait, was he Somali? He's, no, he's from Greece. He's oh. hilarious. He's, he'll drop us off. He's like, no, guys, I stayed in what, guys? The, the, the very bad neighborhood. I, I tell you, my friend. It's this like, is dude, the neighborhood you live in? This is my house. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, guys, I tell you, I, shit, I, my, my friend. friend, I my friend. <laughs> I've seen bad shit here. You have <laughs> bad shit here, my friend. I've been here 12 years, I've seen bad shit 12 years, my friend. Are you, am I playing this one? Or like, can I go home now? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're trapped here forever. It's the vortex of culture. What key do uh, we do this in? What do we do this in? Well, she, she asked for a traditional tune. And Pine a gospel Valley. tune. And these two fuse. Well, this is probably from one of the most obscure uh, uh, songwriters in old-time music. Old, old-time people know of him very well. Uh, Estel C. Ball and his wife Orna recorded a bunch of stuff for Folkways. Um, they recorded secular songs and gospel songs that they wrote. And I think this is one that he wrote. And I, I would be Smithsonian Folkways for the people playing it along at home. Yeah. yeah. Look them up. Track 13, disc 4. What key in, David? G. G, alright. Do I play on this one? <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you crossed him. You crossed him. Uh, hell, it's not going to happen today. <laughs> do you remember it? Yeah, sure. One, two,
must give for my behavior. We are passing away. We are passing away. We are passing away to that great Estel C. Ball. I'm a sucker for some religious music. Yeah, me too. See, that one to me is... You kind of don't know it's a gospel song well, until he mentions religion it, at the last verse. But. What? But he's talking about the strict accounting and all that stuff. Oh, I know. But I mean, that's... Well, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it could be the law of karmic Yeah, maybe, maybe it was a bad accountant for... I think it's uh, more of a Zen song, you know, because yeah. ultimately it's like, all things will pass and like... Everything you can see. <laughs> what? What's happening? Wait a second. He said there is too much mockery going on in the background that nobody can see. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that, was, that was a beer can flying. Yeah. 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 All out Barbara. Yeah. That's the sad. That's the that's first beer can you've ever had thrown at anybody on your show. That's yeah, on the show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not so much. And you you yeah. know, by the time you get this edited, we're going to be broken up anyway. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's going up in two days, suckers. Uh, yeah, that's what we're talking about. I think no. we're going on a bender. Say what you're going to say. Just don't say Zen yeah. this time. Zen. <laughs> what? what is the problem with the word Zen? Yeah, no, nothing. It's just... Oh, you'd rather talk about Jesus? No. All right, then. <laughs> Sorry, we had a little fight. <laughs> There's clearly something else going on here. No, there's not. It's just all... <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like, you can't spend five minutes without... Trying to beat each other up? I don't know, it's like some weird... Competition. <laughs> we just find interesting ways of heckling... I know! It's amazing. That's not like the second time today, right? That's Thanks, right. Dude. But this time it was like extreme. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be cherry Hey, DLC. Well, I guess it was a good choice on my part to go with a case of beer instead of the half case of beer. <laughs> yeah, Lord, uh, no. you're not counting on us, are you? Hey, no, no, yeah. I was because I said I should have warned, should have warned you guys what how silly we are, and and this isn't an act like we're. This is pretty much. This, is, this is carefully scripted. He's only saying this because he's never seen you and I together <laughs> ever. We yeah, we're a, we're a comedy. We routine. have a team of writers <laughs> through beer can and that's good, that's good. Okay, uh, okay so while and we have a posterity, do you yeah. have some kind of musicology comments to make? About throwing beer can? No, no, I, I think it's interesting that Matt threw a beer can because, I mean, it's kind of <laughs> fiddle players do that. Especially fiddle players from the uh, southern Kentucky area. Yeah, they're beer can throwers. I've beer can heard. throwers. In fact, there was a band, uh, Dr. Possum Humphrey, and, and his beer, beer can throwers. Yeah, he's beer can throwers, yeah. yeah. Actually, we should uh, do one of their cans. I can't tell when they're full of shit. I have just assumed that they're always full of yeah. shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, when our mouth is moving, that would be, that would be the clue. We kind of had one more picked out we could do for you. All right. This is a TV. <coughs> we haven't done that in a long time. I'd be afraid to. I'm messing, I'm, I'm messing up the stuff that uh, I'm supposed to know. Is that the one with the... No, not TV. Uh, <clears throat> Can I shine? No, the... Uh, don't need work, I need money. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Well, let's see here. We're thinking don't need work, I need money. Nabo's thinking this. I'm thinking it over. <laughs> that was my little... Uh, let's do Sailing on Dry Land. Because I've been having that. I've been singing that all day. Because I want to toot Ben Harlow's horn. Because all the fanatics out there need to know. Awesome. What, what, how's this one go? It's, it's two chords. I mean, I think, I mean, you being a Vanderbilt professor, I think you may know these two chords. This kitten's got claws. (laughs) (laughs) Plate of milk, table two. This is high art. So Ben Hartledge is this amazing songwriter from Pittsburgh who, who uh, 
taught me a lot about music and uh, uh, has written a lot of great songs, and this is one of them. All right, let's talk more rock. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Says the man with the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is Ben Hartledge's. Uh, I think one of his best songs. It's, it's called Sailing on Dry Land.
<laughs> First name. Right. Matt Combs. Goodbye. David Long. Goodbye. Bo Stapleton. Goodbye. Mrs. Cricket. This is Mimi. And uh, we have a bunch of East Texas stuff and some stuff we've been promising for a long time that you're finally going to see coming up. Caleb Stein. Yes. <laughs> That's coming up next. I'm doing a review. And who, who, yeah, brought, you, who brought you Caleb Stein? Yeah. Uh, who brought, who brought you Caleb Stein? Brought who brought you Caleb Stein? Stein? I don't know. We'll be editing this out. To, uh... <laughs> Let's go again. <laughs> hey everybody out there in podcast land this is Matt Combs coming at you on the rail saying goodbye to you and, uh, from the ACs have a great day come <laughs> on oh, David follow that up <laughs> you try alright so um, yeah for current uh, court doors this is Mimi I'm Cricket and uh, we're gonna go <laughs> bye with that all y'all bye <laughs> Let's get it fun.